December 14th, 2023. This one is called Light My Fire. Greetings everyone in the woods again, orating a little piece. And for today, we're going to talk about yang, the yang energy as we move into the yin season, which is known as winter. We only have, wow, seven days until the winter solstice on uh, December 21st. It's a magical, mystical, festive time of year. So today I wanted to talk about habits that make us too young, too fiery. And of course, there's always a need for some yang and some yin. And in TCM, everything can have a little bit of both of those qualities, just like us humans, male or female, have those qualities. So it's never cut and dry. There's always a nuanced perspective, which I, one of the things I love so much about this traditional Chinese um, medicinal uh, methodology known as TCM. So let's talk about the yang and the fire and how we get to this point and how easy it is, probably more easy than it ever has been before in history to become overly young. And this is not a becoming constitutional status, if you will, for male or female, but especially unbecoming for females because we as a whole are naturally more yin. So in general, a lot of humans have too much yang or fire in their system. More fire translates across often as experiencing more headaches, irritability, being quick to anger, restlessness, insomnia, and a general feeling of agitation. More physical signs to look for can include loose, dark, and smelly feces and yellow and smelly urine. And when we're talking from a bioenergetic perspective, I hear the word loose feces, and I'm thinking of high serotonin. I'm also thinking of that kind of, quote, asshole personality, the hothead, quick to anger, irritable, agitated. So when we have too much yang, we have too much serotonin. Also, when we have too much yang or serotonin, the skin can be red, easy to rash, itchy, and feel prickly and hot. Eyes can be red and dry, and specifically eyes in TCM relate to the liver. So if someone has red eyes, whether they're just in general, possibly from utilizing marijuana, that can make someone's eyes red. Some people, they can smoke all the marijuana in the world. They never get red eyes. They may get para paranoia, munchies, um, fatigue, heavy limbs, but some people, they smoke the littlest bit of marijuana and they get red and dry eyes. In TCM, this would be liver fire rising. So that's definitely someone who has too much yang. Another symptoms of having too much fire or yang could be sleeping that feels too hot and having dreams that are often violent or horrific. These all typical mean that yang and fire, which means too much fire. And also this has to do, like I said, with liver fire rising in the context of having the uh, red eyes in general or with marijuana. This is basically a stressed liver. So this brings me back to many conversations we've had before on the broadcast about liver detox, how excessive amounts of modern, um, excessive amounts of vitamin A in the context of the modern, modern diet really mess with our liver. Um, sludgy bowel, sludgy bile cholestasis, right? So we can kind of see the whole paradigm from these kind of, you know, panoramic perspective, how it all works together from the Eastern paradigm, from the bioenergetic paradigm, which I would say is kind of like a bridge between the East and the West, even though it's more of a Western modality in regards to how it talks about 
cellular structure and things from like kind of like an endocrinological perspective. And then we're even thinking about things like cholestasis, which of course is an allopathic term, albeit we could talk about it in the context using you know, traditional Chinese uh, medicinal language. We could even use Ayurvedic language. So you're probably wondering, how do we get too much yang or fire in the system? So here are some ways. It's very, very easy. Daily habits, usually involving coffee. Now, coffee in general is going to create more heat and uh, more feelings of yang in the system than tea. Tea can do it too. Uh, of course, black tea, which makes sense, would be more yang than green tea. Something called pu'er, which is a fermented black tea from the Yunnan province is more yang than just traditional like orange pico or Darjeeling. Then you have oolong, then you have green, and then you have white. That's the uh, hierarchical order of the most yang to the least. Uh, any types of stimulants like ADHD medications or using things like ice or speed. So all stimulants are yang, including the pharmaceuticals. So someone who's taking a pharmaceutical medication to kind of stimulate themselves from the TCM perspective, it's really no different how it affects your body than someone who's using, quote, street drugs like, you know, ice or speed. So something to consider that most modalities won't tell you. And we also have this kind of uh, societal guise for not everyone, but a lot of people think, oh, I'm, I'm taking this drug that Dr. Z gave me. I'm doing something good for myself. And then people think, oh, I'm taking this street drug that I bought behind, you know, the CVS or the Walgreens. I'm doing something bad for myself. doesn't matter if you buy it inside the pharmacy or from someone's vehicle outside the pharmacy. These are all still young stimulants. Something else that can make us too young is not eating a nourishing, protein-rich diet. Protein, believe it or not, is actually yin building. Of course, there are certain types of protein that could create too much heat in the body. That would be things like eating too much red meat, which has become a trend these days. We have, again, speaking of uh, dietary dialectics in this you know, zoggy zog world that promotes extremes, we have people saying, don't eat a slice or a cube of red meat especially on Friday, you'll go to hell if you do that. Or if you eat it in general, you'll get a heart disease, high cholesterol, cancer, etc. That's one stream camp. Then the other camp says every meal every day should be red meat, whether it's muscle meat or ophal organ meat, which is um, completely false. Obviously, that's a dialectic. Obviously, that's being promoted. It's pretty obviously obvious. Of course, some is nice depending on our constitutional needs, but too much will create too much fire or yang and then too much iron. And we know from other broadcasts in the past, I think I talked about this on Graphene Goyams, which is a pretty uh, in-depth show, not just about the graphene and the OEDI vaccination, but how the majority of us grew up with heavy metals or iron filings in the diet through the breads and the pastas and the cereals and the Pop-Tarts and the cookies and the quackers and all that stuff. So protein, good, but we want to eat a variety, a melange, right, of different proteins, not just one type. Eating heaps of hot and spicy food. Sometimes people find that the older they get, the harder it is to be able to consume too much hot or spicy food. This will also cause intestinal permeability, which is when the cell wall junction in the stomach, which is one cell thick, will actually open up and permeate and that will cause some people will cause brain fog joint pain 
That also can cause high serotonin when we take in too many spicy foods. Alcohol also can be extremely young. So that's something else to consider because it creates kind of like a fire in the body. It's very dehydrating. Smoking, not just the utilizations of traditional smokings like tobaccos, but also marijuana can make us overly young, even though, interestingly enough, and this is where TCM really has that nuanced perspective, people seek stuff like alcohol, like marijuana, to create yin in the body, but over time, these actually end up robbing the body of yin and creating more of an overly young constitution because they are so drying. And as we know very well, typically the more stressed we are, what happens when we're stressed we say, no, I don't want that extra drink. I don't want that hit of marijuana. I don't want that cookie. I, I don't want that bottle of bourbon. I don't want to go to that porn site or that gambling site. The opposite, we double down on those things. That's why even when times are quote tough, those things always sell because when people are stressed, they actually double down on the substances that make them feel more stressed. Unless of course they're aware somatically of their patterns and they don't do that or they stop doing that or they consciously do it and realize what they're doing. Other ways we get too young or fiery include watching or being overly stimulated by one's mobile device, one's phone, the television, or the computer screen. And that can actually cause blood deficiency, too much uh, taking in of that, which is such an easy habit. You could be doing all the right things with the diet and things like that, but you could be taking in too much of computer time. And even if you're wearing the blue blocking glasses, which is a fantastic move, of course, it's still you know, you're still using those devices. So always be mindful of that. I know it can be harder when we do a lot of our engagement through those devices, a lot of our correspondence, a lot of us have jobs that require us to sit in front of a screen. So just something to be mindful of. A general increase in financial stress and or anxiety is considered young in nature. So this too is adding to the internal hot pot for many people. So that feeling of anxiety, uh, panic attacks, uh, all of that is way too much young. And that of course relates to liver because that will cause liver issues or actually those states begets, beget the liver actually already being in a sick state. And remember when you're already stressed, it begets that more stress will occur. It's like when someone feels shitty or yucky, they're going to reach for more of their co-regulating, um, you know, things that they use to soothe themselves, typically not less. Too much yang essentially means we are all fired up and have trouble relaxing, letting go or going with the flow. And what is yin? Yin is relaxing. Yin is letting go. Yin is going with the flow. So therefore we need to look at two things. Those two things would be reducing the yang and building the yin. And I will say this too, in regards to stimulants, talking earlier about how males or men in general are the more young or you know, traditionally, maybe not these days with the way things are going in this zoggy zog world, you could be a victim of the TS agenda and not even be a tranny. That's how crazy things are. But uh, women suffer more greatly when they utilize young uh, stimulants. So you really want to think about that probably more, I'd say more heavily if you are a woman, because a lot of these things like even when we think about something like uh, caffeine, especially coffee, and we have a massive co coffee culture here in the States, and we do in other parts of the world too. It's interesting to think about that it's actually not something that was originally indigenous to uh, Europe. It came over to Europe 
from the Arab world, hence why coffee is called Arabica, and also, you know, South America and Africa, those are like the top growing spots for, you know, Sumatra, uh, those are the, the top growing spots for coffee. And it came over and it was really only something that became part of the European regime in the 1600s. Now, of course, the Industrial Revolution and all of these things probably wouldn't have occurred, probably wouldn't be where we are right now in this world if we didn't have a stimulant like caffeine, specifically coffee, which is a more strong stimulant than uh, tea or guarana or yerba mate or yacon or any of these other, you know, South American or uh, Asian forms of um, caffeine that come in uh, plants. Of course, caffeine is an, an alkaloid, it's a plant chemical. It's interesting how all of the plants can do something that can make us, you know, high or altered in a certain sense. Uh, not all of them, but, you know, that's really how we get these altered states of consciousness. It's from, it's from plants. Of course, you can induce it yourself through other modalities like lovemaking and pranayama and, and other stuff. But what I'm trying to get at is that this is a very young drug. It's for men who historically were the ones who went to work. Although I know that's not 100% true anymore. I know a lot of women are just as much in the workforce these days than men because of the zoggy zog world that we have. But these stimulants like coffee are really designed for the male hormonal system, the male um, rhythm, which is up and down. You have testosterone in the morning, morning wood, high sex drive, wanes down. That's the male cycle, up and down the same. Women, it's cyclical, it's four weeks and it's always changing. So. If you need any more kind of nudge, if you will, to kind of think about, mm, is this for me or is this not for me? Think about how a, a drug like caffeine, specifically coffee, is really more of a male performance drug to get shit done. And for women who want to rest in their feminine energy, I know today it's harder and harder to do that, regardless of how old you are, because there's so much information out there about this now, yet so many of us are struggling with it so bad, just like so many men are struggling so bad about how to get into their masculine energy. Think about how you could easily, slowly, languidly just kind of fall into that yin, maybe by giving up the most popular drug in the world. Good things to think about. Okay, so back to reducing yang and building yin. Reducing yang is the first priority, and for some humans it has to be urgent. If the person has obvious heat signs like the ones above, they are highly agitated, prone to anger, or cannot sleep properly, the yang fire needs to be cleared out as soon as possible. So fast ways to clean yang would be things like acupressure, which I think is more of a safe modality than acupuncture. It really depends who you go to. A lot of acupuncturists just have this heroic kind of zog allopathic methodology where they treat the body like something they're going to control and manipulate. Uh, you definitely would not want to go to somebody like that because they can definitely do more harm than good. Also as a whole, I'm not totally sold on acupuncture because the needles, especially if they're incorrectly inserted, can cause nerve damage. I would always opt for something more like acupressure or taking herbals, both which can drain fire out of the body. Another way to do this is to practice being in more yin situations. I would say taking like a cooler shower, not a huge fan of the ice baths or the ice showers because if someone's already in like a really depleted state and sometimes we can be overly hot and be hypothyroid. We always have the connotation that a hypothyroid person is like shivering all the time, wearing three sweaters, hands and feet are cold. You can actually be hypothyroid and be overly young too. It's just not necessarily the, the typical type that we hear about. 
So taking an ice bath or an ice shower would actually make it worse for someone like that. So I would really opt for something more like a cooling, um, like a cool shower, not something like that's gonna totally shock you or just like what I'm doing right now, taking a walk outside in this very cold weather. Okay, so there are many ways to reduce the young. Um, and here are just some easy ways to do it. Uh, you can start slowly pulling back from some things like drinking less caffeine, eating less of the spicy foods, drinking less alcohol, reducing TV or phone stimulation, especially at night. Like I just mentioned, there are some liver tonic herbals. Uh, I'm more of a fan of the herbal blends. Also, you gotta remember that some of these herbs may not work for you. So it's always good to work with someone who knows what would work for you unless you're really determined and you're very aware of what your constitution is already then you could probably find like a generic or a patented herbal blend but typically you want to work with someone who will design a herbal protocol for you which is a blend where they work synergistically okay now ways to build yin so building yin happens from habits or practices that promote stillness having a routine reflection Boredom is actually yin. Staring at the wall, doing jack shit, that's that, that is yin. Hanging out near bodies of water, being creative for no set outcome, resting in bed, letting go of thinking, doing nothing and waiting contently. So all the things we're typically told, gosh, that person was so lazy, what a bum, what a slob. But this is yin. I know it's not very much appreciated here in America where we're always young, we're always on, you know, people wake up five o'clock in the morning before they do anything else. They, they drink a black cup of strong coffee and probably look at their mobile as opposed to like going outside, you know, taking in the sun, taking a couple of deep breaths, doing some stretching, maybe some doein or like some body massage, and then going inside, making a great breakfast, maybe afterwards having something caffeinated, maybe not, maybe doing yoga or going for a walk. So we have this culture where we're really told that it's not okay to rest. Like I grew up with the belief that rest was only for people if you're sick. If you're resting, there's something wrong with you, that you're lazy. And a lot of us have these beliefs, what they call overcoupling and somatics. These beliefs that, you know, they go hard. They go on for decades that we believe these things that aren't necessarily true, but our mind tells them, tells us that they are true. So doing nothing is hard these days because every second can be filled with a phone screen or a flick of a button. But all these activities of constantly being stimulated are young in nature. Modern busy society and obsessive phone use, especially for the younger generation, has put us on a runway train to excessive young conditions. Therefore, being bored, waiting, and doing nothing is actually good for us at various times. I mean, now, wherever you are, if you're like waiting somewhere, like in a waiting room, every person, regardless of their age or their sex or their race, every person has their nose in their mobile. No one's even reading a book or just pleasantly staring at the wall anymore. Scientists and psychologists are finding more and more benefits of boredom, especially in young children. It's another thing. So many youngsters are scheduled to the hilt to have all of these things be done. What about just the experience, the innocence of being a youngster without this hyper-schedulized schedule? Boredom allows the brain to reset itself. It also promotes curiosity and creativity. And that's one of the reasons I think that people seek these stimulants that actually create this yin in the body, but over time create more yang because they want to be given an excuse to rest, which sounds wild, but it makes sense. Like someone gets drunk, they get stoned, you know, they do these things so they can actually fall out of that mundane. 
So allowing ourselves to be bored from time to time, letting ourselves be okay with doing nothing, letting ourselves um, take the pressure off, letting go of all of our ambitions, letting go of thinking or planning things, and letting ourselves wait and rest are all yin type activities. Things also like gentle yoga and tai chi are great for building the yin over time. Food and drinks that are, are yin are fairly boring also because they are not involved or have big, strong flavors. And so many of us are used to eating these foods that are very stimulatory or very depressive. You know, the morning is usually accoladed or, you know, um, basically at that time of the day is basically reserved for all the stimulating foods. And then later in the day, we need to knock ourselves out with the depressive foods. We never really eat these balancing, quote, boring foods. And food is a massive drug too. People don't like to think of it that way. Just like no one wants to think of caffeine as a drug. They are drugs. And a lot of people will abuse these things and they end up wearing it, you know, emotionally and physically quite clearly. Like I said earlier, protein is yin, uh, especially certain types of protein are yin. Like uh, dairy can be yin. Of course, does dairy work for you? What's the origins of it? It really, really depends. It's kind of a open-ended question with that one. Um, eggs tend to be more yang. Red meat is yang. Uh, fowl is more yin. Uh, hog is more yin. Fish in general tends to be more yin, but things like uh, crustaceans, those can be yang and all of like the darker colored fishes, like the tuna, swordfish, well, swordfish is just like a big fish in general. Those are all more young, shark is more young. Uh, but also we know from the modern agriculture, the zogginess, of course, in this world, in this country, that you wanna be really mindful of how you source your hog and your fowl, because a lot of them are fed the worst zog slop diet you could imagine. And of course, there's other types of proteins too. There's always like the more, you know, vegetable-minded proteins. Uh, potatoes are a yin source of protein. Uh, mushrooms are a yin source of protein. Uh, beans are a yin source of protein. There's even some protein in leaves like uh, the um, kale and things like that, kale and collar. Those are great sources of minerals. There's been so much propaganda as of late uh, bashing um, stuff. You might see some of these PSYOP characters on the anti-social media saying things like kale is bullshit, oatmeal is bullshit. These are just um, disseminating voices out there that are made to confuse you and they're on Big Z's dole. You can tell because all they ever do is talk about how seed oils are bad, which we all know that already. If it was really such a spicy and hot thing to talk about, anyone talking about it, their channel would be gassed and they would you know, be threatened. So it's kind of a low hanging fruit now. It's like kind of obvious. It's like, oh, don't eat things that come in a box. Well, yeah, obviously for 95% of the products, that's like true. We've known this for years. Like why, why are we talking about this? It, it just, it's a, it's a zoggler. Like I said, oatmeal is also a good source of yin protein um, from a plant perspective, a great source of soluble fiber, just like the, the beans are. So this is a good list to have. Something else before we go, some ideas with yin foods, yin plant foods, watery foods, refreshing foods, low in calorie. That is what yin is. Apples are yin. Cucumbers are yin. Lotus root is yin. Yogurt is yin. Most herbal teas are yin. So overall, to be a highly functional, sustainable, healthy, and balanced human, you have to have both the yang and the yin inside your system. It's always about the balance. It's never about extremes. This is how it always was essentially in every culture before 
we lived in this modern world where everything was either promoted or completely stylized to be extreme from your diet to like literally everything. I mean, getting up first thing in the morning, like I said, and, you know, doing HIT, like high interval um, training or, you know, doing CrossFit on black coffee. Does that sound yin? That sounds like a deranged amount of yang. And it would make total sense that someone like that would be like the hothead type. That's just what happens when you do that. The other day, I actually witnessed an altercation between two hotheads. I was leaving the grocery store and these two guys, these high serotonin, hothead, overly young assholes, one of them didn't like the way the other one's car was parked. So the other one gets out, starts screaming in the other guy's face. Like everyone's leaving the grocery store watching it. And their, their partner and their child was like in the car, like terrified that it was happening. It just, there's no reason to be like this. If you're like this, your liver is sick and you need to get some help. All right, so look after yourself, cool those jets before you get into that burning hot place. Cause it's not a pleasant, it's not pleasant to be in that place. If you've been in that place before or you're in that place now, know that it's not uh, permanent, that it's temporary and that you could easily fix it. You just to be devoted to wanting to make those changes. This is a great time of year to make changes. We're going into the most mystical, cosmic, psychedelic, I would say event of the entire year, the summer solstice. So a great time to make uh, new promises to the self. Remember, if nothing changes, if nothing changes. So if you're not going to change anything, how do you expect change to occur? I will let you ponder that as I begin my walk. All right. Um, Good tidings to everyone, and I will be back soon. Satnam.